Hello, creepies and cryptids from all over. Welcome to the Creepster Movement. All your creepy needs made true by two high schoolers. I'm Calvin. And I'm Gage. So let's get into it. All right, welcome everyone to our first episode of the Creepster Movement. I am like 95% sure this is going to be an absolute train wreck, but it's fine. (laughs) Gage, you can't start out so pessimistic. I can too if I want. <laughs> okay, so first we're going to start out with reading a creepypasta by the name of Old Seal Isles. Uh, I- Isles? Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what podcasts are all about, man. Just having fun. Bopping. Straight vibing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, disclaimer, there is, I'm pretty yeah. sure, uh, depictions of violence, so... Yeah, graphic depictions of violence. Um, huge content warning and trigger warning. There will be mentions of, like, death, I think. I haven't read through the entire thing, but there was a few instances where I was like, whoa, okay. Oh, shit, I forgot to put my Discord on mute. Uh, or dis- do not it's disturb. fine. It's the first episode. Not very many people are going to hear it. <laughs> No, like, my um, school computer is right next to my personal computer, so it's very loud. Oh, Lord. That's going to be the first noise they, they hear. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, trigger warning and content warning. Viewer discretion is advised, or listener's discretion. Yeah, um, I guess they're not seeing any of this. Yeah, they're not seeing anything. So, anyways, on to the creepypasta. All right. We hauled our bodies through a gap in the stone, entering into a narrow chamber. The walls were lined with skittering insects. From beneath the stone far under my feet, I could sense the flailing of eyeless fish swimming blindly in the pools of black water. A dim circle of yellow from our flashlight struck the cave's wall. A bristle-tailed, disturbed animal crawled along the wall, out of the light, and retreated into the darkness. Catherine, my tall and tanned companion, grinned at me but stopped when she saw the expression on my face. She searched my eyes to check I was okay. It's fine, just not much further. Please... I don't like how weak that torch is. It's fine, Mar. I agree. I don't fancy feeling along the sides of caverns blindly to make it back out, but it just seems like such a shame to have something so exciting so close that you've never explored. Unable to think of a reply, I shrugged and let her lead the way. I lightly gripped the back of her loose overalls to let her guide me. Cowardice. That was the reason. I tried to shove the most paralyzing fear deep into my stomach. Best not to think of spiders, best not to think about what could be creeping, oozing, and scurrying from above and behind in the blackness. Push back your shoulders, open your chest, and just breathe normally. But how can you breathe normally when every step feels like another nail in the coffin? Hey, a way out, I exclaimed. Please, Catherine, even if you want to keep going, I just need a quick breather. Fine. To the right, high on the wall, was a circle roughly the shape and size of a manhole. Catherine pulled herself upwards, her feet kicking and pedaling in the air. I followed her with considerably more effort, finally scrambling to my feet beside her. Looking up, I was immediately struck with awe and dread. Gray blades of knee-length grass, if indeed it could be called grass, waved in curls like tentacles in the windless air. The cloudless sky was like the whites of one's eyes, crossed over with vein-like streaks of black. We were standing amongst a field in a world drained of color, and I felt poisoned with some pervading and evil unnaturalness. The air was dead and deadly silent. A short distance off, the land declined, and we could see smoke-colored waves that churned and broke angrily (laughs) against a sandy beach. Looking at the grass, I wondered if this was the result of what resulted when a person with black and white color blindness took psychedelics. What the hell? Catherine whispered beside me. I looked to the waves. Why aren't they making any sound? She looked at me incredulously. Is that the only thing you've noticed? The sky. Please tell me you've seen the sky. And the grass. Freaky. I nodded. 
Catherine stepped deeper into the grass and shuddered as she felt the grass lick her hands. I simply watched as Catherine walked towards the beach and came out onto the sand. I looked down at my feet and contemplated something, but as I looked up, I realized she had gone. All of a sudden, I was alone in this strange world and started to panic. Catherine! I didn't need to yell loudly for my voice to carry, but there was no reply. I felt the fear rising and rising. I became unable to take deep breaths and my whole body felt stiff and prickly. She'd left the backpack and the torch by the entrance to the stone cavern, so after seven minutes of standing waiting for her to return, I shouldered the items. I'm not sure why, perhaps because I thought these things would make me feel safer. I swallowed and waded through the grass, which moved around my legs like the strands of a mermaid's flowing wet hair underwater. I felt strangely oppressed by that gray sky overhead and noticed that the black vein-like patterns I had noticed before were moving very slowly, like it was growing to cover the sky, almost like ivy does to old buildings and wooden fences. Stepping through the grass was like trying to walk underwater. Each step seemed sluggish, and my feet struggling to cut through that dense vegetation. After a while, the grass stopped abruptly, and I stepped clear of it onto the beach. The sand, I noticed, now that I was closer, was not only gray but moved ever so slightly around my feet. Almost unnoticeable ripples broke out randomly and radiated towards from whatever I stepped, in a way that was very alive. These ripples did not last long before the protruding sand rolled back into its entirety. I looked left and right, but there was no sign of Catherine, only endless beach stretching out on either side. I picked up a piece of driftwood and scratched an arrow pointing back the way I had came, before turning right and walking in the direction I had seen Catherine go, all the while softly calling her name. Catherine! Kath! Hey, Catherine! I yelled, but my voice was all that broke the silence. I walked for what seemed an eternity but grew uncertain. The beach stretched out uninterrupted on either side, so if she was on the beach, how could I not have seen her? Walking began to feel pointless, so I turned around once again and was paralyzed with fear. A figure sat crouched on the ground, on the inclined plane of sand about twenty or so meters away, staring at me with eyes black without pupils, like the eyes of a seal. It was cadaverous and skeletal. Four freakishly thin and long limbs attached to a ribcage tightly bound with gray skin. The skeleton was in no way a human one. In its crouched position, the knees ended miles above the creature's head. The arms extended in front and, and ending in ten curved, foot-long fingers, each tipped with a black claw. It had no mouth. Wait, it did. As I watched, the bottom of the face split like tearing fabric, and the lipless mouth peeled back to reveal a mouth filled with small teeth but sharpened like our human canines. I couldn't make a sound. I couldn't move. All I could do was stare back into that creature's eyes, those seal eyes, and stand there helplessly. Where'd it come from? How would I possibly move back around it to get back to the caverns? I heard faint, muffled screaming from up to my left. I kept my distance from the creature, circumventing it until I was standing in the grass rather than the sand. The creature's head moved slowly, its eyes fixed on me. Painfully, I broke the gaze of the creature, but I wouldn't dare turn my back on it. I heard the scream again and saw a splash of blue denim and blonde hair fanned out on the ground. The grass was lashed around Catherine's body, but it also ran down her throat, trying to stop the screaming. She was covered in gashes, done neatly and precisely, in straight horizontal lines across her entire body. Blood splashed onto the gray grass, staining it red. Christ, oh Jesus Christ, Catherine, Catherine, oh my God, Catherine! I tugged at the grass around her mouth, her eyes wide staring up at me, her pupils minuscule in those large brown irises. I tore through the grass, still shuddering at the texture of it, those strands that I had managed to break withered and withered, withered and writhed before they went limp like dying snakes. In seconds, Catherine's mouth was unobstructed and she coughed up more of the grass, which I also saw had sliced her tongue in the roof of her mouth. The moment she could speak, she screamed at me, 
Run! Run! For God's sake, run, you idiot! At the sound of her voice, the creature began to move. I turned towards him, and our eyes locked once more. Ridiculously long, skeletal legs began to unbend, pulling the creature into a standing position. It was tall, impossibly tall, that disproportioned ribcage still hunched, that mouth growing wider and wider, revealing more and more of those tiny, sharp teeth. One hundred teeth? Two hundred? A thousand? It stepped towards me and Catherine. I knew it would only take a few to reach us. I kept tearing at that grass and bound Catherine, but even as I did, so more of it grew. And all the while she's screaming, What are you doing, Mark? For God's sake, you need to go. It's coming. It's too late. Get out. Go back. Leave me. Run. But I keep tearing for as long as possible. And she's thrashing in the grass before the creature reaches us. And he's standing over us. And I run. Some of the grass makes half-hearted attempts to bind my ankles as I go, but I easily break free. I know that this world has been satisfied by Catherine. The creature doesn't chase me, but I can still hear it tearing into Catherine's body. The screaming stops, and I just know it's torn her throat out. Sand is pulsing excitedly, making strange shapes as if an expression of pleasure. The black streaks in the sky move faster. The back at the entrance to the caverns, I throw myself through the hole. I barely notice those bug-lined walls. I don't even bother. Turn on the torch before scrambling through the gap in the stone and sprinting through the cavern. Through cavern after ca cavern, until I'm thrust into a world filled with light and color. Crying, weeping, gasping, the blood from my cut ankles bleeding into the soil. I make my way back to my car, jam the keys, and drive as far away as possible, hearing with relief the sound of the roaring engine and birds and tires and horns and wind. Search parties roam the caverns. They don't believe me, of course they don't. There is no gap in the rocks, no gray and carnivorous world. But I can never forget it, can never forget the creature, can never forget the stare of those black, pupilless, incredibly old seal eyes and the credit to that creepypasta goes to riley nickel <laughs> jesus christ i'm going to have nightmares we've kind of got a theme going it's kind of like carnivorous animals carnivorous sea creatures almost because like i picked this one not knowing it was about like an actual oceanic type vibe and then picked dewarku it, it's a cryptid most cryptids have very uh, yeah. cryptic names yeah all right i think that should be your turn we'll do scp well do you not you want to like just discuss just that we could discuss that for a minute yeah <laughs> Yeah, let's do that so I have time to recuperate my brain. This doesn't shut down. It wasn't it wasn't that scary to me, surprisingly. Like I just Good feel God, that's actually like my brain just vividly imagined this like just like gray tone, lanky motherfucker squatting in the sand. That's kind of what my sleep paralysis demon looks like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of squatting in the corner. I mean, I'm not surprised that I'm not scared of it. I mean, last night you literally said that I could be an SCP and you would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, I did say that. I definitely did say that. Yeah, so like. Now I'm more convinced you're a creepypasta than anything. <laughs> I mean, the only Both thing stopping me Both are very true possibilities. You may never know. The only thing stopping anyone from eating fingers, like the singular thing stopping anybody from eating fingers, is that our brain tells us that we can't. <laughs> I'm going to need you to not. <laughs> okay, right. so before I start, I have to specify, this is on SCP-1471, also known as the SCP that everyone wants to do the nasty with. We're <laughs> not addressing that this time. We were talking about it yesterday and Gage was like, oh my god, I don't want to do this one. It's the one everybody wants to fuck. And I was like, you gotta do it, Gage. You gotta get it out of the way. 
I swear to whatever higher being there is, I'm going to fight the first person to make a comment about that. I swear. Okay, so we are going to start with the description. Well, okay, so this is the object class and the uh, item number. Yeah. This is SCP-1471 and 1471-A. Okay, so the object class is Euclid, which I my brain has blanked on what y- Euclid class means. You- Euclid is like one of the most dangerous. It's either no, that or No, Euclid, like- because this one's not made any... So safe is the safest. Euclid... I gotta look it up because I'm an idiot. Euclid. Oh, it's when its behavior cannot be unerringly predicted either because the item is sentient, it behaves outside of current scientific knowledge or its nature is simply poorly understood at present. Okay, yeah, that. So, we're going to start with a symbol description. Also, so it's kind of like neutral. This all of my credits go to the SCP Foundation Wiki or scpwiki.com. Yeah. That's that's what we're getting most of our information for and in the notes of this specific episode, I have put all the links to all the places that I visited to get my um information on uh Dolarku. Calvin has to go through so much more research for his. I, I can do. just type in a, ra- a random, like, three or four numbers into the SCP Foundation, and I get in a random SCP. Hell, we have a random number generator set up for it. Like, he can yeah, literally just, like, so click a button. I do that if I couldn't think of one, and then Calvin suggested this one, and I was just like, I don't want to do this one. <laughs> I but said you gotta, I gotta get it out of the way first. So. Yeah, you just gotta get okay. it out of the way. The description of this SCP is, SCP-1471 is a free 9.8 megabyte application for mobile devices named Mallow. Capital M, A-L, capital O. Version 1.0.0, or 1 however you want to pronounce it, Mallow version 1.0. In online application stores, <laughs> I cannot read. SCP-1471 is a free 9.8 megabyte application for mobile devices named Mallow version 1.0 in online application stores. SCP-1471 has no listed developer and is somehow able to bypass the application approval process to go directly to distribution. SCP-1471 is also able to avoid removal by other program manager applications. After SCP-1471 is installed, no icons or shortcuts are created for the application. SCP-1471 will then begin to send the individual images through text every three to six hours. All images will contain SCP-1471-A either within the background or foreground. SCP-1471-A appears as a large humanoid figure with a canid-like skull and black hair. During the first 24 hours following the installation of SCP-1471, the mobile device will receive images taken at locations commonly frequented by the individual. After 48 hours, the mobile device will receive images taken at locations that were recently visited by the individual. After 72 hours, the mobile device will receive images of the individual in real time with SCP-1471-A appearing within close proximity to the target. I'm going to take a break from, I'm going to take a break before I read the last paragraph. Could you imagine just like you go to Popeye's and you get a picture of you sitting there just eating your just eating your chicken sandwich you're like with your family too yeah you're like with your family (laughs) and like you get it like you get a text on your phone and you open it and it's you sitting there and it's and it's just 1471-a taking a selfie with you in the background (laughs) he's just holding up a peace sign and going just just chilling just absolutely just just try, just photobombing you and your family. Yeah. I mean, you could say he's chilling like a villain. Oh no, no, don't. Ah, uh, 
the thing is he doesn't it's not a violent scp that's the yeah, thing yeah it's, it's really not people just want to fuck it <laughs> which that bothers me because like the uh why it it's literally a canid skull shrouded in black fur that doesn't exist on this plane except for in in like photos and like reflections i mean like i'm not shaming furries or anything but like no, why the fuck like, would you want to fuck a dead animal like, like why like you like dude but like you can't even look at it directly yeah if you look at it directly i'm pretty sure it'd fucking make you have a aneurysm or something i don't know some shit like that probably some i don't know shit like that okay so this is the last paragraph and then i'll go into containment procedures okay individuals with uh more than 90 hours of exposure to these continuous images will begin to briefly visualize scp 1471-a within their peripheral vision reflect surfaces Ooh. or combination of the two i hate that i hate that like you like i already see like shadow people in my like the corner of my eye it's saying it's a canid skull i don't need a dog skull shrouded in black fur over there with them you can keep your canidae please and thank you please just do do what you must just kill me if you're gonna if you're gonna creep on me like that like geez by the way guys this is gonna be the entire podcast it's just gonna be me and gage scaring the shit out of ourselves and then giggling like little kids over it <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly though okay so um you're at continued exposure continued exposure to scp 1471 after this point will cause irreversible and sustained visualizations of scp 1471-a individuals at the stage have reported periodic attempts made by 1471-a to visually communicate with them but fail to understand or comprehend these actions D does it just wave <laughs> does it like, what does it like, do is it just, is it just like is it like trying to speak in sign language like, I, I know American Sign Language. I know a little bit of American Sign Language. We can vibe. I need them to go into more detail. Like, how is it yeah. trying to communicate? Is it, like, waving? Is it speaking in hand tongues? Is it speaking in wingdings? <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine someone speaking wingdings to you? You, like, gaster over open this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All credit to uh, to under Undertale and some of Homestuck uh, goes to Toby Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. That's so dumb. <laughs> the first episode, not even like the 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 second season, and we've already made a Homestuck reference. What has the world come to? This is this is going to be a train wreck. I'm calling it now. <laughs> but it's gonna be like one of those like happy little train wrecks, so like a yeah. Bob Ross train wreck. It's it's gonna be like one of those that people like grow to love. Yeah, it just kind of grows <laughs> on you. Just if like, if eh, we I'll listen like one more episode, if we and then get you're on, like episode ninety, and like how did I get here? Yeah, it's like a, a, a clusterfuck. We're on like Sasquatch or something like that, and SCP 0588 uh, or something, something like that. Just three random numbers. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> They fail to understand the, or comprehend the, these actions, so they can't understand. Like, it tries to communicate, but they don't get it, or, like, they can't really tell what it's trying to say. Or It's like, it's like to talking them. to your friend through a window. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty much, actually. Yeah, it's like talking to your best friend through a window, and you're both staring at each other going, What the fuck? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> Uh, okay, so they failed to comprehend. Currently, the only known treatment to reverse SCP-1471's effect is to eliminate the, the individual's visual exposure to these images prior to 90 hours after the installation. So, like, say you, like, you're getting creeped out, you know, you're like, you know what, I'm gonna block this number. Then the, yeah. the problem's gone. Like, the problem's gone at that point. Yeah. 
But like, so does it like just send it from like one set number or does it like- I, I feel like it's kind of like that one number that people are like, I called it once and it kept on calling me back from different numbers. I feel like it's kind of like that. That shit scares me so bad. I, that's that why shit I don't... ruins people's lives. Like I've I've seen reports of people like literally co- uh, trigger warning uh, suicide mention, um, literally committing suicide because they're like, I can't fuck it, take it. Just like, I like, okay, so I'm straight, I'm really weird. Like I can deal with Yanda. Like I can deal with Yanda is because I'm a fucking weeb. You are a weeb. We love that for you. <laughs> Anyways, I can I can deal with Yanda, but if it's like like if it's like a crazy like a like a for real crazy dude calling me over and over and over and over again, it's gonna be like, like um different numbers. I'm just I'm I'm throwing my phone off the Empire State Building. I swear, I will go to New York and throw my phone off the Empire State Building. I will do it. <gasps> Oh, guess what? What? Yaro just made a server for the podcast. Oh, oh kudos awesome. to Yaro. Claps for Yaro. Thank One you. Clap. <laughs> Singular. But like, thank you so much, Yaro. We'll put you in the credits of the uh, first episode of the podcast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, contributing to the podcast and making this happen for us. We are eternally grateful. Yes, absolutely. Also, follow us on Instagram. I am just not finishing this story. Follow us on Instagram at, <laughs> at the underscore creepster underscore movement. Yeah. Okay, so back to the story. Basically, to reverse the the effects, you just gotta just not receive, like, you just gotta not look at the images. You just wear a blindfold for, for a few days. <laughs> more than 90. Like, you don't, you just don't open the messages. Yeah. Like, hopefully, just, like, like, don't look at them. Yeah, like, hopefully block the number, and if that's the only number that texts you those images, then great. Don't yeah, have to deal with the problem said, Just don't, yeah. just, unless, like, you're, like, into that kind of stuff, and, like, you want to be followed around by a canid skull oh, shrouded God. in black fur or hair or whatever. I, there's got to be like some sort of name for that type of kink. I don't know. There's got to be. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, special containment procedures. Yeah. So wait, hold. It's not. Okay. So to date, not no apparent hostile activity has been reported regarding SCP-1471-A. So he's just trying to. It, it, yeah. He's trying to find friends. It's like <laughs> that uh, that entire thing in 2016 where like the really creepy clowns. All right, happened. no, because those dudes would like actually like. Yeah, but there were like on... some of them. Some of them wouldn't. They they wouldn't come up to you. Some of them would just kind of just like idly stand there. Yeah, it's, and it's some like of them a... would like actually chase after people with like bats and shit. That's kind of like what the doarku is. <laughs> ah, so special containment procedures. All mobile devices that have SCP-1471 installed are to be confiscated and analyzed for any potential leads to other possible affected devices. Afterwards, affected devices are to have their batteries removed, be assigned to a destination, example, SCP, or be assigned a designation, I'm stupid, example, uh, SCP-1471 dash number, and be placed in storage unit 91 at research site 45. So, yeah, all credits go to SCP Foundation, uh, scpwiki.com slash SCP-1471. You didn't have to say the entire, like, link. 
like they could probably just like I did I did it out themselves because I I don't know I'm weird but yeah all credits go to the FCP foundation um be aware yeah. both of the all of these stories are works of fiction yeah I I forgot to say that at the beginning but like all of these are works of fiction except for Dowarku but I'm pretty sure that Dowarku is only in Ireland so if you live in Ireland I'm so sorry but if if you live in the states like me engage uh, I'm so sorry as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't after listening to this don't ever go to Ireland because the door crew will come and get you yeah we, gonna get we probably you. shouldn't we probably shouldn't say that because we probably have like a few kid listeners yeah it, it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine not like they're young and impressionable or anything yeah it'll be fine <laughs> it, don't listen to any of the advice that we will ever give you yeah it's kind of a bad idea um okay <laughs> okay i will recommend some of calvin's advice don't ever listen to any of my advice we're both dumbasses. don't listen to either of us occasionally okay. listen to calvin don't ever listen to me i'm a terrible influence <laughs> We love that. Okay, so Dowarku. Dowarku is an Irish cryptid translating to Waterhound. This could also be the old translation for otter stemming from Welsh. These creatures have the physical appearance of an otter, like an otter, like a, you know what I mean, but like yeah. white, like a white belly and um, one site said like yellow flippers and a black cross on its back. And these things are huge. They're like, if you've ever seen like one of those really big alligators that are like 11 feet long, that's about the size that these things are. Good lord. Oh yeah, they're huge. Um, these things are often described as bloodthirsty and capable to travel quickly on both water and land. Which, that's kind of funny because otters can't really run. Otters can't run. <laughs> that's why it's an otter hound. Yeah, so, you... Um, get in water and <laughs> land. <laughs> Yeah. Double your toes off. Dowarku um, is aggressive and has a taste for human flesh. These animals come in pairs, and if one is killed, the other will come to avenge its mate. Um, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no is right. <laughs> I am not going to Ireland anytime soon. <laughs> if you kill that bitch, it's, it's fuckers come and get you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So even though these creatures are considered cryptids, people in Glenade County Litrium, Litrium in Northern Ireland, have recounted many sites some as far back as the late 1600s and as recently as the year 2000. Good lord. That's... Oh yeah, this shit goes They're back. are not dying out anytime soon. Oh no. And like, I could only find one sighting because it was like the most famous sighting, but they're, they're, they did say on the website that there have been sightings going back all the way to like 1684 or something like that. Jeez. I know. And that this is sighting, quite impressive. This sighting is uh, what it's most known for. It is the sighting in 1722. Sadly, it is the only sighting I could find. Um, the sighting offers tangible proof in the form of an actual grave to the person it actually killed with a dowarku engraved on the headstone. Huh. Yeah. Okay, so Gray Ann Connolly was washing clothes one morning by the lake, and this creature, like, surfaced and started violently attacking her, which ended up killing her. Um, and when she didn't come home to dinner that night, her husband went looking for her and found Dowarku laying across her body by the lake. Um, he killed the creature, and as it died, it let out a terrifying howl that summoned it, uh, its mate. And he tried to duke it out for a while, but he ended up just giving chase from what was said was many miles before he finally managed to kill it, like confront it and kill it. And like I said, what stands out from the story is that Gran Connolly's grave exists and it's engraved with a terrifying depiction of the Dowarku. Huh. That's scary shit. Like, imagine- Can you imagine like you're just, you're just kind of hanging out over by like a lake in Ireland. Like you're yeah. just, like you 
just just fucking around. You're just like shooting the shit with with your buds. Like you just left the pub and two Dorakus come out of nowhere and just absolutely run your fucking fade. What okay, do you do like, in that scenario? <laughs> imagine Freddy the Great Dane, something the size of Freddy the Great Dane. Freddy the Great Dane is the world's tallest living dog at three feet and 4.75 inches. And that's just like tallest from like paws to back. Imagine something the size of Freddy the Great Dane coming at you out of the fucking water. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. <laughs> I am say say fucking no more. Say no more, bitch. I'm 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 good. You're leaving the you're just, you're leaving the pub from like you're leaving the pub like late at night. You just got done drinking with your buddies. You're just going. You're just walking by the river, singing like some like sea shanty yeah. or whatever. You like you like go into your house expecting your wife to be home and expecting like oh hello honey kiss on the cheek and go sit down. And- nope, it's a Doraku. He's sitting in your chair waiting for you yeah he's got he's got your wife over his shoulder fucking eating from her leg casually reading a newspaper i would be like bitch you can have her i'm gone you can have the house i'm leaving yeah it's like when you find a spider in your room and then you turn around to get something to hit it and you don't know where it is when you turn back around it's like whoop burn the whole house yeah no fuck that house i'm leaving (laughs) which i'm so sorry to seni and yara who are listening to this but i don't fuck with spiders I, they are, oh, they are both very, spiders. they are both very against killing insects, um, because, um, it's like, they, they didn't do anything to us, what are we doing, uh, why do we have to do that to them? But I don't fuck with spiders, I especially don't- If it's a spider that can kill me, I'm duking like, it out and I'm a win! Like, I, I realize that they're very important to the environment, but I do not fuck with spiders. If I see a spider in that room, uh, in my room, that bitch is getting killed. You can stay here as long as you don't come over here. Like, you can have the top yeah. corner of my room as long as you stay up there. Like, you can live in the place that I have lived for years, which is the closet. Uh, but if you come out of there, if you come out to me, I will not. I will disown you, bitch. I do not, like, I do not <laughs> fuck with spiders. I do not fuck with spiders. That's so mean. <laughs> Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. But anyways, like, you know how otters are, like, all cute and sweet? Yeah, otters are adorable. Otters are adorable. Let me just- Let Let me just demonize an otter real quick. Wait, let me show you this fucking thing. It's creepy as hell. It's, like, terrifying. But I found an even more terrifying picture of it. All right, we're gonna use this one. And I'm gonna send it to you right now. And I'm going to see your uh, genuine reaction to the Dilwaku. The Irish Waterhound. The Irish Waterhound. Did you text it to me? Yeah. Well, I sent it to you over email. Oh, I gotta refresh my email then. Hold on. Good lord, what is that? Exactly. It's fucking scary. It's like... (laughs) What the fuck? You know that line in like... I'm bolting. I am leaving. Same. You know that line in like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Like, I wouldn't touch you with this 39 and a half foot pole. Yes. Yeah, multiply that by 500. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) I want to be as far away from that fucking thing as I possibly can. If I see it, I'm leaving. Uh, You can have whatever I have on me. Like, you can take everything. Just stay over there, dude. No disrespect to Ireland. Ireland's a wonderful place, but like Jesus fucking Christ, you guys can make some fucking cryptids. 
Ooh. Ireland's terrifying, but it's also really nice. It's it it is really nice. Like we were looking it up for places that we could move when we were older because we're both in high school. And me, Sunny, and Yara were all like, "Well, yeah, Ireland's a pretty good place. Ireland is a very good place." And then we all decided that Canada was better for some reason. All right, I met. I thought of Canada on a whim. Yeah, we we thought of the free healthcare, and we were like, "All right, this this could be pretty good." Yeah, but it also takes forever to get any yeah. kind of healthcare. So yeah. Uh, and it also costs a little bit more and the money is like worth less i think or it's worth more but everything is more expensive also the cost of living is pretty expensive as well oh yeah i don't see how my friend Brittany could handle it <laughs> shout out to Brittany for being like the best counselor at jacob's camp <laughs> <laughs> she helped me out when i was like having dizzy spells anyway i think that might be able to wrap it up for today's episode yeah I, yeah i think that's it yeah all right Remember, guys, to go follow us on Instagram. That is the underscore creepster underscore movement. And that is at Instagram. We will have a Facebook page up soon for you old people that follow us. Um, we should be available on Simplecast, simplecast.com, under the name The Creepster Movement. And hopefully we will be on Spotify and we will definitely be on YouTube. Absolutely. All right, Gage, it's your turn. So again, credits go to the SCP Wiki, the SCP Foundation, and creepypasta.com. And what I don't remember the site that Calvin used for the Dobarku. Dobarku. The the Irish sea dog or sea hound. There you go. <laughs> that demon. Ugh. You were just terrified of this thing. It might not I even don't be like it. <laughs> it might not even be real. Anyways, um, credits also go to Axel, who was uh partially in the making of this. Um, they proofread a lot of my stuff and supported <laughs> whatever stuff that I made. They thought it was really interesting. Shout out to Seni and Yaro for being literally the best ever. They made us a Discord server, which you can also find at the Creepster Movement, and we should have that up on our Instagram. We should have the link to that up on our Instagram pretty soon. Yes. And then, um, shout out to my dad for being literally the best and helping us with the audio software and teaching us how we could get this podcast off the ground. Yeah. All right. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's it. Bye, yeah. guys. Adios, people. <laughs>